We have a wonderful Vaishnavas in our assembly. So first of all, we like to greet His Holiness Bhakti Chandra Swami Maharaj. His Holiness Bhakti Chandra Swami Maharaj, very dear disciple of Srila Prabhupada. He's personally served Srila Prabhupada and uh, he's done amazing, amazing service at the Lotus Feet of Srila Prabhupada. He developed the entire one beautiful temple in Ujjain in less than one year. He's uh, produced a wonderful uh, documentary on the, life, on the life of Srila Prabhupada, which was actually broadcast on Doordarshan. So it was viewed by millions of people. So uh, Maharaj has uh, done wonderful service for Srila Prabhupada and we are very very fortunate to have in our association His Holiness Bhakti Chalda Swami Maharaj. And so we would like to welcome His Grace Vaishya Prabhu and Her Grace Nirakula Mataji. Grace Prabhu and Her Grace Nirakula Mataji, again disciples of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, His Grace Vaishnavi Prabhu has uh, inspired the community a lot to actually take up this seva of distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. And we are all very indebted to His Grace for coming every year and encouraging us and inspi inspiring us to actually share this knowledge of Krishna consciousness all over the world. So we are grateful uh, to His Grace Vaishnavi Prabhu and Her Grace Nirakula Mataji for. Uh, blessing us today on this evening. Haribo! So, uh, without further delay, we'll actually start off uh, receiving the nectar from these wonderful Vaishnavas. So, actually the topic for today is a very interesting topic. Uh, His Holy Bhakti Chadu Swami Maharaj is going to talk on the precious gift that we, that we receive from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And His Grace Vaishya Prabhu is going to speak on how we can actually receive this gift by actually giving this out. So, uh, let's start with His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj Ki Srila Prabhupada Ki His Grace Vaishya Prabhu Ki Just go straight to the class, sure. yeah, because the key turn is wrong. Hare Krishna, please everyone move forward. We are Unless you move the harmonium, they won't be able to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be more devotees who are coming in, so please yeah. move forward. We want to give everyone space to receive the nectar. If you like us, you'll come closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chukshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtang 
स्थापितं येना भूतले स्वयं रूप पदामहम ददाति स्वपदांकितं श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशदिभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा सो टू स्पीक ऑन द गिफ्ट ऑफ श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु श्री कृष्णा वेरी गुड देन वॉट द डिफरेंस बिटवीन कृष्णा एंड चैतन्य महाप्रभु दैट्स अ वेरी गुड पॉइंट but the difference is krishna is the supreme personality of godhead whereas chaitanya mahaprabhu krishna came as a devotee of the supreme personality of godhead and there comes of course the consideration of radharani who is the greatest devotee of krishna shrimati radharani so chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna playing the role of shrimati radharani isn't it wonderful krishna is playing the krishna is playing the role of radharani krishna became radharani that is shri chaitanya mahaprabhu why <coughs> sorry why did krishna come as a devotee there are various reasons the main reason has been described in chaitanya charitamrita as after krishna withdrew his pastimes from this planet krishna considered that i revealed my braja lila vrindavan pastimes which is the most exalted activities of mind and generally people don't really understand my braja lila the purpose and the greatness and the glory of my braja lila therefore in order to give people access to krishna's vrindavan pastimes krishna appeared as a devotee i can briefly describe huh, the reason of the braja lila what is so special about braja lila uh, what's so special about vrindavan what's the difference between vaikuntha and vrindavan vaikunt the spiritual world is vaikuntha but vrindavan is not really vaikuntha vrindavan is beyond vaikuntha what's the difference in between vrindavan and vaikuntha in vaikuntha krishna is the supreme personality of godhead whereas in vrindavan krishna is not the supreme personality of godhead in vrindavan krishna is a coward boy krishna is a coward boy krishna is not the supreme personality of godhead in simple words in vrindavan krishna is playing the role of an ordinary village boy not even a city boy <laughs> he's a village boy now why is that 
that that is the most important consideration. The okay, <clears throat> when you consider relationships, there are five kinds of relationships, five kinds of favorable relationships. One is neutrality, shantaras. Shantaras is that is you know, but you don't really have any loving exchange. For example, uh, you know your neighbors, right? But you don't really you know that they're there. but you don't really have any relationship with them hmm. so that is one kind of favorable relationship it's neutral it's neither uh neither negative nor positive right neutral then you have your relationship with your servant right your relationship with your servant is more intimate than the relationship with your neighbors right then you have your relationship with your friends your relationship with your friends is even more intimate than your relationship with your servants then you have your relationship with your parents your relationship with your parents is even more intimate with your friends and then you have relationships with your husband or wife so that relationship is even more intimate with your parents whether the parents will admit it <laughs> so these are the five different types of favorable relationships and one is more intimate than the preceding one like neutrality servitorship is more intimate than neutrality right friendship is more intimate than french friendship parental is more intimate than uh, friendship and conjugal is more intimate than parental so now whatever is here must be there isn't it like material nature is a reflection of the spiritual reality spiritual world so if something is there in the reflection then it must be there in the real substance also mm. so if there are relationship like friendship mm, then it must be there in the spiritual world if there is relationship like parental then that must be there in the spiritual world and same way conjugal right but when you go to the spiritual world especially when you go to vaikuntha then there what there is only servitorship like krishna is the supreme personality of god he is the supreme personality the supreme lord huh? and everyone else is his servant so that is the thing relationship in vaikuntha some are in neutrality and most of them are in servitorship but what about the friendship is there friendship in vaikuntha no how can anybody be a friend of the supreme personality of godhead because the friendship takes place among equals who can become equal to the supreme personality of godhead okay then parental the devotee becomes superior and the supreme personality of godhead becomes subordinate so who can become superior to the supreme personality of godhead 
and the relationship between uh, uh, in conjugal is like a lover and a beloved a young boy and in love with a young girl how can that relationship be possible in the supreme personality of God? so <clears throat> these three relationships are not available in Vaikuntha now Krishna naturally wants to have that relationship but it's not possible who can become equal to the Lord who can become superior to the Lord so one cannot become equal to the Lord or superior to the Lord but if the Lord wants then he can become equal to somebody if he wants he can become junior or subordinate to somebody now Vrindavan is the place where Krishna has become that Krishna has become equal to his devotees Krishna has become subordinate to his devotees and in order to be that he had to stop being the Supreme Personality of Godhead so in Vrindavan Krishna is not the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is not Supreme Personality of Godhead doesn't mean that he ceases to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead but the residents of Vrindavan those who are devotees of Krishna in Vrindavan they do not recognize Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead because if they could then they wouldn't behave with him the way they do like a friend what do they do they wrestle, they wrestle. and the condition of wrestling is the, the loser will have to carry the winner on his back so sometimes Krishna loses to his friend then the friend demands Krishna you have to carry me on your back Krishna says no I'm not going to Krishna I defeated you no, you didn't defeat me. I just slipped on a banana peel <laughs> and then you jumped on me and you claimed that you won. That's, I won't kill you. Then the friend says, Krishna, after such a lot of struggle, I defeated you. Ask everybody. Everybody witnessed it, how I defeated you. And where is the banana peel here? <laughs> that you slipped on. Saying that, the friend forces his way onto his onto Krishna's back. Now, which devotee will ever dare to go to the altar <laughs> and put his foot on the body of the deity? Yeah. But in Vrindavan, they do that. So, how? Why do they do that? How do they do that? Because there they don't consider that Krishna is a Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, another point comes in here. <clears throat> they forget that Krishna is a Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, there are, again, there are two types of forgetfulness. One kind of forgetfulness is due to ignorance. That we always experience. <laughs> but there is another kind of forgetfulness out of intense love. The son became the state president. Not that the mother doesn't know that the son is a state president, but the mother doesn't treat him like a state president. Why? Because to the mother, he is her son. Her attitude is, you may be the state president or whatever. 
after all, you are my son. That's your relationship with me. And she treats him uh, in a very special way. When he comes home late, he chastises, she chastises him. So that is a kind of forgetfulness out of intense love. So in Vrindavan, the residents have forgotten that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead because of their intense love for Krishna. The friends are thinking that Krishna, you are my friend. That's your only identity that I can, I can uh, consider. That's the only identity that I know. The mother and father is saying, uh, Krishna, you are my son. And the gopis are thinking, Krishna, you are my lover. So in this way, the re- see the difference? Huh? In Vrindavan, Krishna has become an ordinary, as a, not an ordinary, an extraordinary cowherd boy. Yeah. And the residents of Vrindavan treat, doesn't treat, don't treat him like the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but as a friend, as the son, as the lover. Now see the difference between Vaikuntha pastimes and Vrindavan pastimes. Now this Vrindavan pastime is Krishna's actual identity. Krishna of Vrindavan is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And other expansions are Krishna's, others are Krishna's expansions, other incarnations. They are Krishna's expansions. Krishna's first expansion, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vrindavan. His first expansion is Balaram. Then there the four uh, Chaturbuhas of Dwarka. Vasudev, Shankarshan, Pradumna, Anirudha. Then from this Shankarshan expands hmm, Narayan in Vaikuntha. And they have, these Narayans also have their Chaturbuha. And from this Chatur, Shankarshan of the Chaturbuha expands Mahavishnu. Then uh, Garbodokshai Vishnu then And all different incarnations in this material nature in the universes are expansions of Kshirodakshai Vishnu. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that is uh, the understanding Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. Ete Changsha Kala Pungsha Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. All these expansions all these incarnations are Krishna's expansions and expansions of expansions. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. That Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan Krishna, although Krishna said, Sambhavami Juge Juge, but that Krishna doesn't come Juge Juge. That Krishna comes only once in a day of Brahma. And a day of Brahma is Huh? One day of Brahma is one thousand Chaturjugas. <coughs> so once in one thousand Chaturjugas, Krishna come once. Once in a day of Brahma, Krishna comes once. When? In Brahma's day, Brahma's day comprises of thousand Chaturjugas. Right? And in a day of Brahma, there are fourteen Manus. So, these Manus are actually the controller of the affairs 
of the universe. So <coughs> this 14 Manus, out of this 14 Manus, the seventh Manu is Vaivashyata Manu. During the seventh Manu, Vaivashyata Manu's reign on the 28th Chaturjuga, actually in a day of Manu, in a mm-hmm. Manu cycle, there are 71 Chaturjugas. That is for 1000 divided by 14 is 71. about 71. So out of these 71 Chaturjugas on the 28th Chaturjuga, when 27 Chaturjugas go by, then comes Satya Juga, Treta Juga, Dwapar Juga. And in that Dwapar Juga, towards the end of Dwapar Juga, Krishna comes. Which Krishna? Which Krishna? Vrindavan Krishna. Very good. <laughs> and he reveals his Brajavila. Where Krishna is performing like a cowherd boy. So, <clears throat> then Krishna performs his pastimes <coughs> for about 140 years. And as Krishna leaves the planet, Dwapar Yuga ends, Kali Yuga begins. So, after withdrawing his pastimes, Jatishtu Bihuri Krishna Koreantarthan. Abundantly performing his pastimes, Krishna retire. Krishna returns back to the spiritual world. Antardhan korimone kore onuman. After withdrawing his pastime, Krishna considers, I have revealed my Braja Leela. In the Braja Leela, the intense loving relationship in friendship, parental and conjugal relationship are displayed. But how will anybody ever recognize this? How will anybody have access to this? And how will anybody even understand these pastimes? So, and Krishna considers, this loving relationship I don't reveal all the time. In these pastimes I have revealed it. But how will anyone have access to those pastimes? Therefore, Krishna decided to come as a devotee. Radha bhavud duti subalitam naumik krishna swarupam. Krishna assumed the mood and the complexion of Srimati Radharani. Krishna's mood is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's his mood, Supreme Controller. Radharani's mood is intense loving relationship. Mahabhav. So Krishna assumed that mood of a devotee, Radharani's mood, the mood of the most, most intimate, most exalted devotee. And Krishna assumes the color of Srimati Radharani, complexion of Srimati Radharani. Krishna's complexion is? Huh? Krishna's complexion is like monsoon cloud. Hmm. And Radharani's complexion is like molten gold. Kumkumakta kancha nabja gaurabhari gaurabha. Radharani's complexion has been described as the molten gold blended with kumkum, the red of kumkum. So that is the complexion of Srimati Radharani. Not only that, the complexion, that color becomes embarrassed 
in front of Srimati Radharani's complexion. <laughs> so, assuming that complexion, Radharani's complexion, Krishna comes with the internal mood of Srimati Radharani and the complexion of Radharani. Krishna comes and that is Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that is why Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, comes as a devotee. And coming here, what does he do? Anarpita Charing Chirat Korunaya Bhutiyanakalo. What was never ever given before? Anarpita. Arpan means? to give or offer which was never ever offered before anarpita choding chirat chirat chirakal korunaya very mercifully avatirna kalu descended in the age of kali and what is that samarpaito munnato jalarasan sabhakti shriyam his own devotion in the most exalted mellow. Like I spoke about five mellows, out of that which one is most exalted? Conjugal. And conjugal also has two aspects, Swakya and Parakya. Swakya is the relationship between husband and wife. And Parakya is relationship between uh, paramours, lovers. So Vrindavan pastimes of Krishna with the gopis is in Parakya Melo. Mm. Like that has been described as Jayo Jayo Jalo Rasu, Sharbo Rasu Shar, Parakya Bhave Jaha, Brajete Prachar. Parakya Bhave, that is the most exalted Jayo Jayo Ujjalo Rasu. Not only Unnato, but Unnato Ujjala Rasam. So Ujjala, most exalted and most brilliant. Yeah. Of all loving relationship, the relationship that Krishna has with the cowherd damsels of Vrindavan is the most intimate loving relationship. Now, you see, the reality is Vrindavan pastimes are kept as a secret. Otherwise, in other ages, they don't have access to it. Only this time Krishna revealed this pastime. And therefore the consideration, how will anybody ever understand it? And that was really the fact. Even the Vaishnavas couldn't understand Krishna's Brajalila. Even the Vaishnavas, some of them even considered that these pastimes are not moral, they're immoral activities. They should not be. They should not, one should delve into this pastime. Therefore, uh, they didn't want to get into that. So, uh, this is how we can see that people didn't have access to this loving relationship. Therefore, Krishna, Krishna himself made it possible for everyone. So that, otherwise, you see, Krishna's consideration, there was the use of my performing this pastimes. If people cannot recognize me and cannot recognize the glory and greatness of this pastimes, then why did I reveal it to begin with? So there was a need to reveal that. 
And by revealing that pastimes what Krishna is doing, Krishna is opening the gate of Vrindavan. <coughs> like mind you, this about Vrindavan it has been described that Krishna's Brajalila is inaccessible to personalities like Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. Brahmaru Durlabh Prem. Durlabh means rare, difficult to achieve. So it's difficult. This Brajalila was even difficult to Brahma, Lord Shiva to access. Brajalila was difficult for even Brahma, Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, even for Lakshmi Devi. Can you imagine? This is how rare it is. Do you know these pastimes of Lakshmi Devi? Yeah. Huh? Will you tell us? <laughs> Lakshmi Devi wanted to she wanted to enter into Krishna's Brajalila, Rasalila. So he, she told Narayana, I want to enter into your Rasalila. So Narayan said, okay, then you become subservient to one of the gopis of Vrindavan and that is how you'll have access to uh, Brajalila. Lakshmi said, I am Lakshmi. <laughs> how can I be subservient to anyone else? Then Narayan said, then forget about Vrindavan. <laughs> Naturally, Lakshmi was very upset. She was very upset. So she started to perform severe austerity. So as a result of her austerity, Krishna came. Then Lakshmi, what happened? Why are you performing such severe austerity? Lakshmi Devi told him. Krishna said, okay. So Krishna placed Lakshmi Devi on her chest, on his chest, as Shri Vatsya. Lakshmi Devi, Shri Devi, Krishna's chest. And that is how Lakshmi Devi had access to Vrindavan. So the point is, you can see how rare it is to have access to Vrindavan. Even the residents of Vaikuntha, up to, all the way up to Lakshmi Devi, of course, finally Lakshmi Devi had access. But you know, this is how rare. The simple point is, even the Vaikuntha Vasis do not have access to Vrindavan. But Krishna made this possible for the living entities of the age of Kali. So can you imagine how rare is this gift that Krishna has made available to us in the age of Kali? Krishna's pastime was, Krishna withdrew his pastimes, Kali Yuga began, Dapur Yuga entered. Then in Kali Yuga, about uh, 5,000 years went by, then Krishna decided to come as, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, in Kali Yuga, uh, he came as Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, Jai Chirat, Korunaya Bhutirna Kalo, very mercifully he came to distribute this Krishna Prem, Raja Prem. And that is Samarpaitu Munnatu Jalarasam Swabhakti Sriyam, his own bhakti. 
Krishna came to distribute his own devotion in this age of Kali, he came as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And by appearing as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he made this most exalted spiritual opportunity to available to everyone. Everyone. Of course, when he came, he made it available only to the only to the uh, fortunate souls in the Indian subcontinent. But he made a wonderful prediction that this Krishna consciousness movement would spread all over the world in every town and village. Are you all aware of that prediction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How many of you know this prediction? Uh, very good. Thank you. Prithivite Ache Jatu Nagaradi Gram as many towns and villages are there, everywhere. Sarvatra, Sarvatra means everywhere. Prachar huibe This chanting of the holy name, chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Did it happen? Yes. He made the prediction 500 years ago when people didn't even know how many continents were there. What to speak of every town and village. People didn't even know, didn't know about America, didn't know about uh, Australia, and even they knew about Africa, they didn't worry about that. <laughs> so just Asia and Europe was known. At that time, Mahaprabhu made that prediction. And he said that in every town and village this movement would spread. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted, but he didn't do it himself. But in order to fulfill that prediction, what did he do? He sent his most intimate devotee, Srila Prabhupada. And through him, he made it happen. Isn't it amazing the way it happened? A 70-year-old man comes in, comes to America, literally penniless, literally penniless. He didn't even have a single penny in his pocket. He didn't even know where he was going to stay. He didn't even know where he, what he was going to eat. He just got the opportunity to come to America and he boarded the ship and just came here. Uh, can you imagine 70 old per man uh, of Gauriya Vaishnava, such an exalted Gauriya Vaishnava, coming to a land like America, where you know vegetarian food was practically unheard of, uh, and uh, he didn't even know where he was going to stay. In this condition, he comes here, and then, within 10 years' time, this movement spread all over the world. So isn't that the greatest miracle that ever happened in this world? Did you ever hear that a 70-year-old man started a new business and it became a multinational company? <laughs> and that also such a successful one. So that is the clear indication that you know, Srila Prabhupada was sent by 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to fulfill his prediction. Srila Prabhupada spread it all over the world. And, but the reality is, the mission actually is every town and village. That Srila Prabhupada didn't fulfill. But he made the arrangement to make that happen. And that arrangement is the institution of ISKCON. And we are seeing that although Srila Prabhupada left the planet, but this movement is expanding. Generally, spiritual organizations collapse after the disappearance of its founder. We have seen practically most of the spiritual institutions collapse. Only the successful ones, like Christianity. Why did Christianity spread? Jesus Christ didn't spread Christianity. The apostles didn't spread Christianity. It was Constantine, the king. He established Christianity about 400 years after Jesus. Buddhism spread very effectively. That also due to the patronage of a king, King Ashok. But this is the most amazing happening in the spiritual domain. That even after Srila Prabhupada's disappearance, the movement is spreading, movement is expanding. Why? Because of the arrangement that Srila Prabhupada has made. Just consider, had ISKCON not been here, would you all be sitting here today? No. No. And is it expanding? Is it growing? Yes. yes. So this is Prabhupada's divine arrangement. The movement, that this Sankirtan movement is going to spread, distributing the most wonderful spiritual gift all over the world by Srila Prabhupada's divine arrangement. So as Srila Prabhupada's loyal followers, you all take up the responsibility to distribute this mission that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually designed, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually predicted. <coughs> so this distribution part, I leave up to our very dear God-brother, Vaisheshika Prabhu. Vaisheshika Prabhu is actually a very, very special devotee. Vaisheshika Prabhu joined at the age of 17, right? 16. Wow! <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> so, at the age of 16. And the thing is that Vaisheshika Prabhu, since the day he joined, was dead serious about uh, his commitment to Krishna consciousness. I haven't seen him when he was 16 years old. <laughs> I met him much afterwards, and but I saw how committed he was. I had the opportunity to get close to Vaisheshika Prabhu in 1997-98. Uh, when he was in San Jose and at that time I saw the commitment of Vaisheshika Prabhu. He was married 
and he was naturally to maintain his family he had to work he was working yet every day he used to go out distribute the proper I must admit that I have been involved in his con for over 20, 40 years and I haven't seen this kind of commitment like although not living in the temple although working outside dealing with this external material nature but such commitment of distributing shri prabhu's books and uh, he is the right person i consider to recognize our family business <laughs> and he wrote a book what is our family business <laughs> distribute books distribute books distribute books and how you know it's actually proper zone words proper said that book distribution is the best business proper said don't put your money in the bank if you have money print books and these books will go out and proper gave a formula you know what the formula is the formula is the printing cost plus markup bbt cost to the temples temples mark up doubly and sell it out of that 50% is for the maintenance of the temple and the 50% is meant for building other temples that was the thing that formula she was proposing so this is our family business and you can see when the book distribution goes on there won't be any dearth of money money will come due to book distribution not only money along with the book distribution will come devotees <coughs> because if we distribute books not just for the sake of distributing books but properly and in order to properly distribute books we have to read the books and and vaisheshika prabhu had been personally practicing and that's why today we can see that when vaisheshika prabhu actually stepped in again into the 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 distribution network of inspiring devotees to distribute the proper books how do you all feel awesome. due to vaishika vaisheshika prabhu's involvement here hariyo are you all going out distributing the proper books hariyo and are you feeling ecstatic doing that hariyo are you getting a lot of money by doing that <laughs> are you making devotees and the devotees those who are reading the books they spiritually they are becoming so uh, so astute his grace vaisheshika prabhu ki tela prabhu pad ki gaur premanande can i take a couple of questions on this thing uh maybe question answer His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj ki. So thank you so much, Maharaj, for the wonderful talk. It's such a powerful talk to uh, try to understand this precious gift that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving us. So such a deep topic, and Maharaj has presented in a very simple and very uh, appreciable way. So let's thank His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj.
I would like to take the opportunity to welcome. We are actually blessed with the association of wonderful Vaishnavas here. So I would like to welcome His Grace Mukunda Dat Prabhu. His Grace Mukunda Prabhu is a disciple of Srila Prabhupada and he is uh, known for his scholarship in the Shastra. And his kirtans are just like heart melting kirtans. So we are very fortunate to have His Grace Mukunda with us. So going along this theme of uh, the gift of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu after His Grace Vaishnavi Prabhu, I would request Mukundar Prabhu to speak a few words on how we can receive this gift through kirtans because Prabhuji does such wonderful kirtans. So, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> so, the topic Prabhuji for you is uh, how can we receive this gift by actually giving it out? Respectful obeisances to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, to my exalted God brothers and God sisters who are present here today, and to all the Vaishnavas who are the most worshipable in the universe and very dear to Krishna. And thank you, very, Maharaj, very much for your warm-hearted friendship at all times. It's very um, <clears throat> heartfelt that after Prabhupada has left and the God Brothers uh, that we've been with, the God Brothers, God Sisters, all of us somehow or other came together <clears throat> by Krishna's arrangement at a particular time. And it's astounding, as Maharaj is explaining, the rarity of Lord Chaitanya's appearance in this world and so must also be the appearance of various living entities who come at the same time but to speak of those that <clears throat> become caught up in the loving network of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu what to speak of those who join Srila Prabhupada right at the right time I mean the timing is uncanny and therefore <clears throat> knowing such and being able to call uh, these very special souls god brothers and god sisters is extremely um, heartfelt and this is actually the the main solace after the spiritual master leaves is one's service to one's guru and also the association of god brothers and god sisters but then, of course, more and more people come to the Krishna Consciousness Movement because it's very attractive. In fact, <clears throat> my favorite scene in life is, well, I have several now that I think of it, but one of them is sitting and chanting Hare Krishna in public and then observing the, the 
expressions of people who hear the holy name. Because there's something about, well, one may chant the holy name and one may appreciate it to a certain degree according to the taste one has. But when one distributes the holy name, deliberately distributes it by making an arrangement to be in a place where we know a lot of people are going to be. And we make it as nice as possible so that people have some kind of context to appreciate what we're doing. And then we repeat the holy names uh, out into the night air. And when people walk by and they stop and we observe their countenances, what are they thinking? What's going through their minds? The expression on the face is practically indescribable, but it's... <clears throat> It is that of a soul who has been wandering in the material universe for untold births, who is suddenly coming in contact with Krishna, because the holy name is non-different from Krishna. And there's something so mysterious about the name that captures people. They hear it, and you can observe how they're trying to figure out, what is that sound? It's exotic, the sound Krishna. I mean, if you think about the word Krishna, Rupa Goswami is describing how he's listening to the, his own chanting, and he's thinking, I need millions more ears, I need millions more tongues in order to keep expanding it. And we can see people leaning in. It's like a little bird or a cat. When they hear a sound, they kind of turn their head. Human beings, when they hear the holy name, they... they they li they're listening, and they're trying to figure out, what is that sound? Kupa Goswami writes in his Namashtakam that when a person who is completely blind to the truth hears the Maha Mantra, that person can immediately get an inkling for bhakti. Yirabhaso pyudyan kalu. Kavalita bhavatvanto vibhavo drisham tatvandanam apidishiti bhakti pranayinim. Those who are blind, they suddenly can sense bhakti just by hearing the holy name. And being there for that, the, the chanters become even more enlivened to see people appreciating. We appreciate sometimes even more when somebody new comes to Krishna consciousness. And we see how enlivened they are. In fact, when we go about town, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked us to do, to give this gift, sometimes we have the most profound experiences that encourage our own chanting. One of them happened right here in North Carolina about five years ago. When we, we all, I think it was the first time we came here to Hillsboro to inaugurate the monthly Sankirtan Festival. It was 108 degrees. And we all went out. Any of you here then for the 108 degrees? Yes, whatever we learned was baked in. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the days that we were out and about in town, we were going door to door. And one of his purports in the seventh canto, ninth chapter of the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada speaks about how the main purpose of the members of the Krishna consciousness movement is to go door to door and teach people about Christian consciousness. 
So we were doing that because we figured Prabhupada said it, let's try. And we went to one door where uh, a young man, he must have been in his 20s, answered the door with a little bit of uh, labor. And it turned out that he was handicapped, severely handicapped. I can't say what it was exactly, but he could, uh, he could barely speak and he was contorted. And as we greeted him at the door, he seemed very eager to see us and happy to see us. And there were about <clears throat> 11 devotees, I think, at the door. So it's quite a scene. <laughs> and when uh, I showed him a book, he grabbed it. And just a, a few seconds later, his caretaker, who was a nurse, uh, probably a professional nurse, uh, came to the door also in, in sort of an abrupt and angry mood. And she said, oh, give it back, he doesn't want it. And he protested. He said, mmm. And he held on to the book and she tried to take it from his hand, but he wouldn't let it go. And we were, we were appreciating that there's something extraordinary about this person. So we told him a little bit about the book, we explained it to him and everything like that, and he was definitely attached and wanted to have it and appreciated that we were there. And then I told him that we don't sell it, but we just ask for donations. We use it to spread love of God all over the world. If you like, you can give something. Nurse said, absolutely not. And he then insisted again, no, in whatever way he could communicate. So. Finally, the nurse went back and brought us a donation. And then I said, I'd like to teach you a prayer that's meant to wake up love for God in your heart. And she said, the nurse said, okay, that's it. You guys got to go. <laughs> and she started to close the door, but he wouldn't let her close the door. And I said, okay, you repeat after me. Because I... I could see that there wasn't much time to do this. So then two words at a time I said the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. But he could barely speak. He strained every sinew in his body to Hare Krishna. And then again I said Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. And through the whole Maha Mantra with all of his strength he was able to move his tongue and his vocal cords to say the whole mantra. And finally the door closed. We didn't mind then. <laughs> and I turned around and all the devotees had tears in their eyes. And as we walked away, uh, one of the devotees said to me, I wish I had that much desire to chant Hare Krishna. So this giving of Krishna consciousness to others, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, is spiritual mathematics. In the material world, one may think the more I hoard what I have, the, the wealthier I, I am, the more assets I can accumulate. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's method is different. It's to distribute out of a goodwill for the people of the world, to think, how can I do the highest good for the people in the world? And then to, to base one's lifestyle on giving to as many people as possible. 
And then the more that one gives, the, the, the more that one has capacity to take Krishna consciousness. The more one has capacity to appreciate Krishna consciousness. One's appreciating capacity increases. In the poetical language of Kaviraj Goswami, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates plundered the storehouse of love of Godhead and ate and distributed its contents. And the more they did that, the more the contents increased. I've always appreciated that. In fact, the word in Bengali is lute, which sounds like looting. <laughs> Same thing, right? And we've seen some of us uh, in America at various times when a city erupts into uh, riots and violence, oftentimes people loot. They'll start smashing in windows and indiscriminately carrying away anything they can get their hands on and just taking it. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates are described like um, mad people. They became so intoxicated by the process of Christian consciousness, all they could think of was how to distribute to his others as much as possible. And they, they gave it out, uh, not caring who was a fit candidate, who was an unfit candidate, what was a good time or wasn't, what wasn't a good time. That's spontaneous. It's, it's a lot of, there's, a, there's complete samadhi in that. If you, if you become absorbed in that mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates, just go everywhere and give everyone the opportunity to somehow or other to connect to the holy names, to transcendental literatures. Prophet really liked transcendental literatures. He spent so much time, his spiritual master told him that if you ever get money, print books. Prabhupada said, I could understand. It came from my spiritual master's mouth that he had. He wanted these books. So he dedicated himself to printing them in Vrindavan. He actually, one of the <clears throat> great secrets of the Christian consciousness movement is that Prabhupada's first set of Bhagavatams arrived in America a year before he did. Because Prabhupada was distributing books in India and he took 16 sets to the Library of Congress, American institution, which was situated there in Delhi, and they bought those 16 sets, and they distributed them to various places, various branches around the world. So one of those sets went to the New York Public Library. Brahmananda told me that when Prabhupada first got to America, he went to that New York Public Library and he found his set of books there. And Brahmananda said, that was Prabhupada's entertainment to go there and see his books in the library. Because, as Maharaj was saying, he came here with no money. But actually, I found out that when he stepped off the boat, he had $20 because he sold a set of his books to the captain. <laughs> and so he gave this delivery system, he did it himself in India. And then when he came to America for the first year, he supported himself by distributing the books that he had brought with him. And so today, just on the way here, we, we uh, stopped to distribute books at a, at a little nondescript uh, mall by the side of the road. And every time that one does this, there's an exhilaration because you don't know what's going to happen. You do know that Prabhupada did it. He didn't know what was going to happen. It's like catching a Jaladuta when you walk out the door. Everyone, everyone should try to find a Jaladuta to catch. 
on a regular basis to take that risk. I'm getting on the boat. I'm going. I'm going to go out no matter what, uh, and I'll just try. I mean, probably just following the order of the spiritual master. He said, "Just try." So it felt like that today. We had our little Jaladuta, that Murano that we drove. <laughs> Nissan Murano. We'll call it our Jaladuta now. And so we, I told. Aditya Narayan Prabhu, that if we could just find a little place on the way here with uh, some shops, that we could stop there and meet some people and distribute some books. Because I've been finding that all over America, there are these little uh, malls. They're, they're actually, I hate to call it a mall because you think of a big thing. There's just like about 10 or 20 shops in a row. Uh, some of them are nail salons. I think that's what's keeping the American economy going. There's <laughs> nail polish. There's, there's millions of them. And then bars, people consume a lot of a lot of alcohol. And then there's all kinds of barber shops, people have to cut their hair, and little restaurants of all kinds, people have to eat, and they just start a little business. Nondescript, non corporate. And so we, we just go and walk around those places and meet the people. So here's what happened today. We, we, we just found a little mall and we walked up and there was, uh, we saw some evidence that there were some Korean people there. So we also had Korean books with us. So the first place, the first place we went into was a, um, actually I think, it was, yeah, it was a Korean restaurant. And the and, but it was being uh, run by Mexican workers, <laughs> and they were very interested. But the the owner of the restaurant was very cruel, and she was very like, "No, go away." And the, these other very sweet people, they wanted to keep a book. Actually, one of them did, and so we went on to the next place, and that was a barber shop. So we went into the barber shop. It was. Uh, an African-American barbershop. Everyone in there was African-American. They were very welcoming when we bu busted into their shop. <laughs> and they just looked like... We, and we just started talking to them. So the guy was cutting the person's hair. And at the same time, I was telling him about the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> and the guy that was in the chair was just sort of like, okay. <laughs> and, and as I was explaining to the guy, I could see that he was, he was a ripe fruit. We looked for the ripe fruits. We go out and Prabhupada said, go out and collect up the fortunate. So he was, he was just, he had a good heart. So he, he finished, the guy got up, he walked out. He said, all right, let me look at it. He goes through the book and he bought a Bhagavad Gita, put it in a shop. So then we went up and down and the next one was a dance studio. And they were a bunch of kids in there and their teachers learning how to dance. And I told them the whole thing about Lord Chaitanya came here. Um, what's that? Yeah. And, and we talked about the Bhagavad Gita. And I asked for donation. They didn't have any money. And everyone was searching in their pockets. They had leotards on. They didn't have any money. So I gave him the Bhagavad Gita. And I asked him to chant the Maha Mantra. So at first, uh, just the, the girl who was holding the book, said the Maha Mantra, and she was looking around like, how come you guys aren't chanting? The rest of the, there was 10 other students in there. So then gradually, by the time we got to Hari Rama, Hari Rama, everyone was chanting inside. 
So we left that place and we felt satisfied that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had visited that place. After all, Prabhupada wrote when he was in Vrindavan, in his Vrindavane Bhajan, that everyone's sitting in their homes and they're looking down the road thinking, when are Nitai and Gaur going to come and save me? That's what they're thinking inside there. And so uh, then the devotees were watching and they were thinking, how come you're giving away books for free? Big Bhagavad Gita. And so the next place we went, uh, I just poked my head in the door and I said, um, the guy took one look at me and he goes, oh yeah, I, I love this stuff. <laughs> and he came right out. He was the owner of the restaurant. He said, he told us he had three principles like in life. Always be present. Uh, never have any expectations. What was the third one? There was some other principle that he lived by. He was very spiritual. And an American guy who was... Uh, had been in the military, now he's, and now he was searching for spiritual life. Took the Bhagavad Gita and he gave twenty dollars uh, immediately. Just very effusive and spontaneous that he wanted to take that. And just uh, we were only there for half an hour, but we were f feeling so satisfied, so happy. When I walked in the door here, um, Mataji asked me, "You know, how are you?" And I said, "I'm really happy." <laughs> And I really meant it. I wasn't just saying that. Because I, I, nothing can make you as happy as going out and distributing Christian consciousness to others. You may have all kinds of problems. Uh, not may. You do have all kinds of problems. <laughs> you take that for granted. But when you go out and try to give and, and distribute, then your appreciation for the process of Christian consciousness becomes spontaneous. You don't have to intellectualize the process. You just become happy by giving out. And this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just indiscriminately go everywhere. It doesn't matter where. Just uh, bring people these gifts. You can bring books. You can bring prasadam. You can bring the holy name. And arrange ways to give it to other people. And the more you give it out, the more it grows in your life. This is the great formula for success in Christian consciousness. And of course, as Maharaj explained, you have to also give it to yourself. It's the first time we met Prabhupada in 1973 in San Francisco. The Sankirtan party was there and the temple president uh, was pointing out how many books the devotees were doing and Prabhupada said, I've not written these books just for selling. I've written them, he said, you must also read these books because I want you to read them to become pure devotees and go back home, back to Godhead. So, uh, anyone can participate in the Krishna Consciousness Movement. We've seen uh, that it's such a simple thing to uh, find out the great gift of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Holy Name, Prashadam, and then enhance it by giving it to others. As I, I've written in the book, I studied uh, Jamuna's encyclopedic cookbook called Lord Krishna's Cuisine. And in a section on rice, I found out a, a very important philosophical point. And that is, when you mix rice, anybody like rice? Yes. And you mix beans, anybody like dal? When you put them together, she says, you get 42% more nutrition. There's a synergy between the two. So, similarly, hearing and chanting is essential. As essential as rice. And distributing Krishna consciousness is also essential. But when you put the two together, you get 42% more. 
Sadhana so power. <laughs> the two things put together. Distributing, and then you'll become, as Srimad Bhagavatam says, Shushu Shoshadhana Seavasudeva Kataruchi, Syan Mahatsevayavi Prapunya Tirta Nishavana. By serving the great souls, one develops an affinity for hearing about Krishna consciousness. And I see even new people who who come into our congregations and we invite them uh, immediately to take up the process of hearing chanting and going out to distribute Krishna consciousness. In fact, one of our um, longest-standing devotees at ISV is uh, a devotee named Ramananda Saka Prabhu. And I remember the first day he walked in the temple and uh, he was just trying to figure out, like, you know, what is this place? And we said, we're all going on Sankirtan. He said, what's that? I said, why don't you come and you'll find out. So we went out and he was helping us at a book table. And we were all getting busy talking to people. And then somebody else came along and was interested in a book. And I said, show him. And so he picked up a Sri Upanishad. And I heard him say to the people, I've heard this is a good book. <laughs> And the people, people bought the book, and I then I realized, you know, anybody can do this if you just get caught up in the Sankirtan movement and you go out. Then I've seen other devotees come, and they become inspired by distributing. They say, well, what's really in these books? Maybe I should read them myself. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. If you do the two things together, it makes a complete meal. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. Um, is described that he chased after uh, people that they were people are in this verse actually it has three meanings but one of them is that the people mrigam they're like in the age of Kali Yuga people are like animal like in Kali Yuga <clears throat> because they've they've forgotten everything they have no training in anything so he chased after these animal-like people to give them mercy, give them special mercy. And those who follow in the footsteps of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will also see for themselves how the internal energy works and always be enlivened in the practice of Krishna consciousness. And this is an important way to test your own mantras. Just as in previous ages, we hear in the Srimad Bhagavatam, there were brahmanas that were so expert at chanting mantras that an animal would be sacrificed and then by the proper pronunciation of the mantra, the animal would be revived, brought back to life. Is that correct, Mukundadapabhu? Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> So in a similar way, people in this age of Kali are like animals. And not only that, their souls have been killed by one layer after another of materialistic dogma. And practically they're dead. It's like called Atmaha. So now, you can take out your mantra and test it on these animals who have already been killed by material nature and watch them come back to life. <laughs> and then you know by distributing the mantra, by giving it to other people, 
once you give them mantra. You can even just hand them the mantra in written form, like these books. The mantras are all written down. Say, here, take this, and then you watch them revive as they take the mantras themselves. And this way you test the mantra, and you say, yes, it works. It works on, on those who have been killed by the process of material energy, and they come back to life. So why wouldn't it work for me? Oftentimes, in fact, this is part of our regular routine. When we go out to distribute books and prasadam, we also ask people to chant the holy name, as I just mentioned, that whole dance studio chanted. So we hand people a card with the mantra on it, and we'll say, do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you all believe in it? Yes. 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 So then we say, okay, I'm going to teach you this prayer, which is meant to wake up love for God in your heart. And it's a little hard to pronounce, so I'm going to say it once, and you can repeat. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. So then, today we, we um, this one lady, I said, are you ready? And she goes, okay. And I said, Hare Krishna. She said, Hare Krishna. And then I, was about, I said, Hare Krishna again. I said, wait a minute. What's in this? <laughs> What's in this mantra? <laughs> and so, not very often, but every once in a while we're on the street and we're, okay, I'll teach you this prayer. And then we'll say, are you ready? And one person, there's two people together. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. Hare Krishna. And the other guy goes, Bob, don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. And go, why? What's the matter? He goes, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then the distributor starts thinking, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen either. If I keep chanting this mantra, it's like a, it's a heavy incantation that takes you back to the spiritual world. You keep chanting and there will be airplanes showing up to take you back to Godhead. It's a heavy mantra, but you realize it when you give it out to other people. You can't see the full, the full capacity until you distribute. And the more you do that, the more it actually becomes visible in your life. There's also a mercy factor, because it's, it's such a, uh, an important activity. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Anachatasman Manusheshu, that out of all the humans, and actually the humans are the most dear to Krishna. He says this to Uddhava in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. He likes humans the best, because they have the most capacity for becoming Krishna consciousness. Because we're right in the middle. We're not big demigods, and we're not in hell. And we're right here in the middle of the universe. And, you know, we just, we only have like 70 to 100 years, maybe less, in order to, to, to make something. He just likes us. He likes human beings. So, what was I just saying? I got just like distracted. Yeah, but before that, yeah, but I had a really nice point. And I interrupted myself because I was. Yeah. Anyway, maybe it'll come back. In any case, uh, human beings. They just flew away. So. It's good, there's like reflections early. <laughs> you have to revive me, I'm like a dead animal. Yeah, keep going back. Don't do it. Yeah, not just I was saying that Krishna likes humans anyway. What to speak of you're a human and you distribute Krishna consciousness? I mean, that's a big thing. He already likes humans out of all the 8 million thousand. 8,400,000 species of life. That's pretty good. Just walk around being, hey, I'm a human. <laughs> but then if you're a human, 
and you take up distributing Bhagavad Gita. Just that I mean, you, what? How could you be more blessed? Just then you become a happy human, Sukhinara. So it, it it's a blessed activity to organize your life around this principle of giving. Uh, keep the the implements, the holy name, the the transcendental literatures, the prasadam. Keep it at, at arm's reach so you can always be giving to people. Even just just as we were at the stoplight, there was this home, homeless person, apparently homeless, maybe she lives in a palace, we don't know, but she's <laughs> collecting at this, and she has to sit there. I feel sorry for her, it's a terrible job, you have to sit there and look depressed all day. Like, no, 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 I have anything. And so we, we just rolled down the window and said, excuse me, here, we got something for you. It was a lollipop and a book, and we gave it to her. And the devotees in the car got so excited. Ratnaradika was going, she's reading it, she's reading it. He got it away, and we felt happy. You know, that there's this person, she's got a dead-end job for sure. And we just gave her something. And we felt happy, she felt happy, the universe was a better place. And just in, in 10 seconds flat. So this is real life. Real life means to take advantage of the gifts we've been given, and to give them out as profusely as possible, even if you don't think you're very good at it, just try, and Lord Chaitanya will assist you, and then you'll also go back to Godhead. Haribo! That's a hard act to follow. <laughs> First of all, I would like to offer my obeisances unto my esteemed other god brothers, His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya Swami and His Grace Vaisheshi Kapubu and Drishtapubu, all of the elders in this assembly. And I also want to offer my obeisances to every word that they just said. Because I as I said, it's not easy to easy to really approach their level. <clears throat> Actually the topic that I was requested to speak about is not separate from what Maharaj spoke about and also what Vaisheshiva spoke about. When I was very young, somehow or other, I came in contact with Krishna consciousness because I grew up very close to the temple. And <clears throat> I remember at some point, before I was 15, I had a mantra card in my possession. And it was such a treasured possession of mine. Because at that time I had begun to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, and the caption, I mean, in my mind's eye, I can still see every detail of this card. <clears throat> it was orange, it was yellow and red, and had the Mahamantra and a small picture of Gopal Krishna. And the caption said, please chant this mantra and your life will be sublime. So I tried it. <clears throat> and one day I was, I was a student, I was in school. And I was walking home from the library one day, and I was chanting this mantra all the way home, because I couldn't stop it. I, I had read some, some of Prabhupada's books, and I understood that, that, that this mantra had special potency, like he's just been saying. 
And I just became so exhilarated with this understanding that after so many millions of births, like you said, I was one of those animals that was revived by the mantra. And <clears throat> we know that we, we have some time to generally perfect our chanting, but I'm still doing it 40 years later, so I must have done something right. But anyway, this is, this is the manifestation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy that this mantra is available to all of us. And it's a manifestation of Srila Prabhupada's mercy as well, his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. And we have the responsibility to give this mantra to everyone that we meet. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu especially said those born in India have to do this. And we, if we take this Maha Mantra into our heart and if we focus on the real goal, keep the goal in mind, just like we hear from the Rig Veda, Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Param Sada Pashyanti Surayaha Diviva Chakshura Tatam Tad Vipraso Vipanyaho Jandravam Sasamindate Vishnu Paramam Param. Or as we, we heard, those who attended the Sadrasanga retreat, they had this Bhagavatam birth of the arrow, which is actually coming from Kato Upanishad. Uh, I'm not sure if Govindachadam realizes that or not. But the idea is that we are the arrow, and the bow is this mantra, and we should, we should shoot for the highest lakshya, the highest target is Radha Krishna, Raja Prema, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was getting out for free in this age. His pastimes are just filled with bliss. He is, his whole, he is the embodiment of blissful pastimes. He is the complexion of molten gold. His, his beauty is inestimable. It's, it's like nothing, incomparable beauty. And uh, he's just giving away this, this Vrajapraim in the midst of Kali Yuga. If we simply take it and try to hold on to this mantra within our hearts, keep it in our ears and, and all the way into our hearts, then we could very easily go back to God and even in one lifetime. Um, and so we can imagine that if, if Shishupal was delivered through enviously chanting, we mentioned this, then what will happen to somebody who is not only trying to strive to become a devotee by chanting seriously, but is engaging many, many other people in doing the same thing, as he was describing. Whoever you see, this is our responsibility, because we have, we have interactions with other human beings every day, many of them. What is the result of that interaction? Are you being elevated by the interaction? Or are you being degraded by it? Is the other person being elevated? Or are you degrading them? Are you depriving them of a chance? You see? Human life is just a short opportunity. And it's definitely not going to last. So while we're here, we, we can take advantage of this great process by studying Srila Prabhupada's books, 
and understanding what is the real glory of this simple process that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving us, especially as he's been describing so nicely in the form of Sankirtana. Samyak Kirtan means all together, so many of us. One of Srila Prabhupada's many, many glories, it's really hard to limit them, but one of the, one of the prominent, I, I think it's prominent, Tamal Krishna Goswami wrote in his uh, Living Theology of Krishna Bhakti about this. Srila Prabhupada's characteristic was that he expanded the definition of Kirtan. But generally when we hear the word Kirtan, what do we think of? We think of Murdanga and Kartal and a mandali of devotees sitting and singing. And that's Kirtan. But in Srila Prabhupada's view, to distribute books about Krishna consciousness is also Kirtan. His own spiritual master, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, also <coughs> considered the members of the Gaudiamat, and by extension we can understand that means all the members of Iskand, to be the Murdangas living Mardangas in that kirtan. He called them living Mardangas. And the kirtan is in, in, every, in every way to, we, we should emanate uh, Krishna consciousness the way that Vaisheshika does, for example. He really is an extraordinary person. I have to concur with Bhakti Swami. I, I remember when I first joined ISKCON, of course, I was just a bewildered kid. I'm still bewildered, even though I have no excuse for it anymore. <laughs> but uh, I remember, this is on the Radha Damodar Traveling Sankirtana Party, and every morning at Mangalarati, Vaisheshika Prabhu could not go three verses or four verses maximum before he just started wildly dancing in abandon with both knees raised high, both arms raised high and a blissful smile on his face. <laughs> and actually there were many others on that party who did the same thing. Uh, that kind of enthusiasm is very infectious. Um, so that, that kind of commitment to the Holy Name is, is, is what sustains us in Krishna consciousness. It's like breathing. And it, we can read all of Srila Prabhupada's books, but if our hearts remain infected with the disease of envy, then we can't really get the real benefit from that. They, they, as he said, they have to go together like, like rice and dal. So, the enthusiasm generated, the, the urge to turn towards God that is within our hearts, those who are pious or theistic, that is nourished by this chanting of the Holy Name, and the books give the understanding by which we can direct that process. But the, the essential process is just that simple. There's nothing other than chanting. You know the faith, so many famous verses. So this is the great process that we have to take deeply within ourselves, and this is the, this is the same process we have to share with everyone we meet. And if we do that, then it's sure that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, through Srila Prabhupada and all of their representatives, we will be so deeply blessed and the whole world can become auspicious. This is what I think of whenever I remember this verse from the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. It's a verse that's actually written over the doorway of the famous Krishna Janma Bhumi temple in 
मथुरा स्वस्ति अस्तु विश्वस्य खल प्रसीदताम झायां तु भूतानि शिवम मिथोधिया मनश्चपद्रम भजतार भोक्षजे आदेश्यताम नो मतिदप्याहितकी he prays that may the whole universe be auspicious and may all the demons be pacified may all living entities think of each other's welfare and uh, and uh, may our minds become auspicious by practicing bhakti yoga unto the transcendental lord and may we enter more and more deeply into this process this is such a such an exalted prayer so <clears throat> the chanting of the holy name is really the, the essential thing in this day and age in the, in the age of kali we, we we know that and my god sister govinda dasi told me something very interesting uh, when she was last in vrindavan she told me that in 1968 they were driving in a car with shila propad um in i think it was in montreal maybe it was in toronto i don't remember and she propad was talking to her and whoever the other devotees were and she the propad mentioned that there will be large halls that are rented and people young indian householders in, in particular he said they will come and pay admission to join in our kirtan in these halls and this is this is something i actually saw happen <laughs> what's happening many places now actually i was thinking of that when we were at this sadhu sangha so many so many people coming now to to chant the holy name because they understand the, the great uh, the great fortune of this opportunity so <clears throat> shri prabhat gave many many instructions on kirtan he gave not only technical musical instructions on kirtan those are also there we don't see that they're followed so much but they are there um but the main thing is this this process of purification of the hridaroga the heart disease that we all have so much black stuff in our hearts that has to come out and it it only comes out through receptive chanting offenseless chanting everything that we do in krishna consciousness is only for this one simple purpose of chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare the process is very simple uh simple doesn't always mean easy <laughs> because you know we 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 were infected we were diseased condition <clears throat> rupa goswami in his upadeshamar gives the nice analogy of jaundice anyone ever had jaundice <laughs> when you're jaundiced what happens your, your eyes turn yellow everything turns yellow you're weak if you eat sugar what does it taste like kerala <laughs> so <clears throat> but the best cure she the prophet goes on he writes is uh, for jaundice is to just take it just eat the sugar this holy name is the most sweet of all sweet things madhuram madhure piyopi and it is the most auspicious of all auspicious things and it, we we become freed from our disease i mentioned the other day we mukt up bandha and paramrajet these two things happen we become not only free of our disease but we're given a special station in goloka prema by divine grace through the agency of this holy name 
as taught by Srila Prabhupada. <coughs> so <coughs> we can we can that uh, I'll share, I'll end now, but I'll just share one very wonderful verse from Srila Rupa Goswami's Padyavali. It's an anonymous verse. Nobody knows who wrote it, but it's very, very old. Because even when Rupa Swami included it in his anthology 500 years ago, he considered this to be an ancient verse. He says, Kalyananam Nithanam Kalimalamatanam Pavanam Pavananam that means of all the auspicious things, this holy name is the essence. It is the most, it is the, it is the auspiciousness of anything auspicious. And <coughs> it is able to destroy all the ills of the Kali Yoga, Kali Malamathanam. Pavanam Pavananam, of all purifying things, it is the purity. You see? And then he says, <coughs> um, That means, for somebody who's trying to, for, for someone who's trying for liberation, this holy name is all the provision that you need. You don't need anything else. Pateyan means something you, you put in your bag to take on the airplane, for example, or when you're traveling. See, this holy name is everything. And for attaining a parapara prakti, a, a, a transcendental station in, like I said, Goloka Vrindavan, you only need this. <clears throat> it's declared to be this by the great sages. Then he says, Kavivaravachasam jivanam sajananam. It is the end of all beautiful poetic descriptions because no matter how good of a poet you are, even if you're Kalidas, or in here in English we have Shakespeare, that you won't find anything more suitable to be glorified than this holy name because of all these things that we've already described. Bijam dharma dramasya. It is the root of the tree of dharma. Dharma is the root of all good things. But this, this is the seed of that tree, the holy name. It is the effective ingredient, so to speak, whether you're fond of karma or gyan, and in this material world, those are the only two options. It is the it is the active ingredient in either one of them. So, bijam dharmatramasya prabhavatu bhavatam bhutaye Krishna nama. May that holy name of Krishna confer auspiciousness on all of you. This is Rukko Swami's blessing, and we've all been given this blessing by the grace of Shiva Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We have several sets of Srimad Bhagavatams, so we have a policy that uh, no book may be left behind. <laughs> And all these uh, Bhagavatam sets. If you don't have a Bhagavatam set, you can come up to Dita Narayan just after, or he'll give you one. There's some insignificant um, donation that you can give to him. He'll tell you what it is. But don't don't even consider that. It's it's not it's not relevant to the to the conversation. Take the Bhagavatams, and uh, also it's possible because Maharaj is here. He he might sign them for you. The Bhagavatams. And also, Maharaj's book is 
on the other side, which is, it will melt your heart, uh, telling the story of how he met Prabhupada and all these intimate pastimes of his Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, in our very own uh, world treasure of ISKCON, uh, His Holiness Bhakti True Swami. Uh, so that is available. So, um, everything must go. No, no book left here, please. So, here's a teaching to Ryan. If you don't have a Bhagavatam set, you know who you are. Come get one. The, the set, and if you already have one, then um, since people nowadays have many rooms in their house, you should have one in every house. This is the best way to, to adjust the Vastu in your home. Because Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says that Srimad Bhagavatam is not different from Galoga Vrindavan. So if you looked at your astrological chart lately, you'll find there are a lot of ups and downs. Everyone has them, don't worry. <laughs> but if you put Galoka Vrindavan in, then don't worry either. There's no problem. So we recommend every, uh, every child in the house should have a full set of Bhagavatams for the, him or herself. And every room should have one as well. So if you already have one, you come get another one. If you don't have one, Run up here to the front immediately, and Aditya and Ryan Prabhu will take care of you. Right, Aditya? Sure. Okay. Did you ask Maharaj personally if you'll sign them? Because that that makes it irresistible. And then, yeah, I mean, you have the rarest of rare things: the Srimad Bhagavatam signed by His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya. Okay, okay Maharaj. I just want to add something quickly. When I, I got this book, Bhakti Charasami's book, and I read the entire book in one sitting. It's that, it's that entrancing. It's very, very entrancing. So we actually have a lot of nectar here. First of all, we would like to thank all the three Vaishnavas for the wonderful we have a class. Bhakti Chara Swami Maharaj actually spoke on the precious gift that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving all of us. And then His uh, Grace Vaishya Shekhar Prabhu spoke of like how we actually receive the gift by giving it out. And His Grace Mukandar Prabhu actually spoke of the importance of the holy name. So let's thank all the three wonderful, wonderful guys. relationship of neutrality and uh, servitorship in Vaikuntha and the rest of the three are in the Vrindavan. <coughs> so Maharaj actually that generated few questions in my mind that uh, when we, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, he exhibited this uh, topmost bhav, uh, that conjugal love in Parkiyaras and uh, 
so when the conditioned souls in kali yuga when they get an opportunity to chant this uh, hari krishna mantra uh, and the ones who uh, attain perfection in this process uh, so do they uh, directly get a chance to go back to golok vrindavan and attain one of these three relationships uh, the friendship parental or conjugal and then also uh, i have been hearing about the swarup like every soul has a swarup so if they if every soul has a swarup uh, and up, and the one who has perfected this process does he directly get into just these three relationships or does he still has some kind of a swarup yeah very nice question thank you very much uh do you remember that when lakshmi devi approached narayan to have access to vrindavan then narayan said that you have to follow one of the residents of vrindavan so that is the means actually to enter into vrindavan there are two types of bhakti vaidhi bhakti and raganuga bhakti vaidhi bhakti is means the devotional service following the rules and regulations given in the scriptures vidhi rules and regulations by following rules and regulations or vaidhi bhakti one actually gets access to vaikuntha when one achieves perfection through vaidhi bhakti he wants to he goes to vaikuntha but the way to enter into vrindavan is actually raganuga bhakti the meaning of that's what actually narayan told that you see the meaning of the raganuga raga means love intense loving emotion and the residence of vrindavan has that intense love for krishna as i mentioned due to that love their love is so intense so deep that they forget that krishna is a supreme personality of god all they feel is their love for krishna so the residents of vrindavan therefore are considered to be ragatmika the residents of vrindavan are ragatmika those who have just intense love for krishna and anuga means to follow so when one follows one of the ragatmika bhaktas that becomes raganuga bhakti now by following raganuga bhakti by following the process of raganuga bhakti one gets access to vrindavan that actually takes him to vrindavan but there is one consideration again that comes in that rupa goswami is saying that one must render devotional service following bhakti bhakti otherwise it will simply create a, create a disturbance shruti smriti puranaadi pancharatra vidhin bina oikantiki hare bhakti utpatai kalpate 
If one renders devotional service, no matter how intense, how sincere it is, if it is executed without following the rules and regulations given by the Shruti, Smriti, Puran, etc., these scriptures will simply create a disturbance. Utpati Vakalpati. So, you see, the point is, Raganuga Bhakti is the way to go to Vrindavan, but Bhaiti Bhakti must be followed. Like, if we don't follow Bhaiti Bhakti, then it will simply create a disturbance. Now, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually harmonized these two concepts. Appearing as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the way to serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is different from serving Krishna. Krishna is served by, you know, Sorasupachar, you know, like rendering service through, you know, utilizing different ingredients for worship. Krishna is worshipped, that's the way he is served. But the service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, according to the scriptures, Yagai Sankirtana Prayaj. The Bithi that has been given in the scriptures to serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is through a very special kind of Yagya called Sankirtana Yagya. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is served through Chaitanya, through Sankirtana. That is the Bithi. We are following the Bithi mark. A serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through Sankirtan. But now, let us consider who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Srimati Radharani. So when you are following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are you following? Srimati Radharani. Who is the greatest of all the Ragatmika Bhakti. So you see, following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is automatically being transformed into following Srimati Radharani or is automatically being transformed into Raganuga Bhakti, Rag Anuga. And as a result of that, as you are asking, like, you know, by following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or following the process of Sankirtan, whether one will eventually go to Vrindavan? Yes, that is the way to go to Vrindavan. How? Because when we serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and when we achieve perfection, then who do we see? In place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we see Radha Krishna. Just as Ramananda Rai saw. The perfection of serving Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in seeing a revelation of himself as Radha Krishna. The process of Sankirtan is actually taking us in this way mm, to Radha Krishna. And when you are seeing Radha Krishna, where are you? Vrindavan. You are in Vrindavan. So this is the way that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually gave. Like just we have to simply follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And automatically this Bhaidi Bhakti of serving Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will become transformed into Raganuga Bhakti which will give us access to Vrindavan. And yes, when you are in Vrindavan, 
You see, ultimately what will be our mellow is entirely up to Krishna. Spiritual life means depend upon Krishna. Material life means demand. But spiritual life is to depend. Whatever Krishna wants. If Krishna wants me to go to hell, I'll go to hell. That is the mood of a devotee. If Krishna wants me to, whatever mellow Krishna wants to reward me, award me, I'm happy with that. And as you are asking the sarup, that becomes the sarup. The sarup of a living entity is his relationship with Krishna. And in Vrindavan, not only these three mellows are there, all five mellows are there in his perfection. Santarash is there, Dasya is there, Sakha is there, Vatsila is there, and Madhur is there. But the predominating factor is the Madhur conjugal in Parupya. And all the other mellows are actually supporting that. Ultimate consideration is Krishna's loving relationship with Srimati Radharani. So that is Thank you. Questions? There is a question there. <laughs> can you speak loudly? Yes. Yeah. I just have some question like, can you distribute the books for free? Uh, maybe I'll, this question I'll request Vaisheshika Prabhu yes. to answer. Like, no, you, you say, uh, come forward and say it loudly. No, no, no give him the microphone. I don't think you heard it properly. I also didn't hear it properly. So, if somebody was uh, ready to take the books, but they are not interested to, you know, buy something, so shall I go ahead and distribute uh, for free to the people? So that does it give the real value of the book to the, you know? Uh, I felt it, you know. Let's go the book to them. Krishna will bless them, and one day they will come back. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita <clears throat> that we should not disclose this knowledge to those who are not devoted or austere. So what are we to do? How do we know people are devoted or austere? Well, this, this is a, like on a battlefield when you're running around. It's called triage. You have to find people that you can save, that are savable right away. And you have to do it quickly, too. It's, it's, a, it's a dire situation, and there's not much time. So we have to go around and find people and and give them as much pour in as much mercy as possible, as quickly as possible. So, in distributing books, you're specifically asking about that. What we do is we offer the we explain the book to people in an attractive way that will appeal to their mind and uh, their heart, and then we, at the end we ask them for a donation. And the reason we ask for donation, and I'll just tell you what I tell people, because it explains it. Because I tell them exactly why we ask for donation. And everyone that has, was out with me today will verify this is what I tell people. I hand, the, I hand them, the, I tell them that we don't sell this book like in a bookstore. We just ask for donation. We don't need the money. The only reason we ask is when you give something in return for spiritual knowledge, it connects you to the previous teachers 
who have passed it down over many generations and allows you to enter deeply within the knowledge. And when we tell them that, they understand. In fact, one person today I told, and, and she, you know, she was hesitating, I said, it's like a penance. You do some penance, and this is your penance, and then you'll be able to understand the book. So then there's sometimes people don't have money. Money's just a token anyway. We're, it's a piece of paper. But it means something to them, so we accept it. And we give it to Krishna, because then they get the benefit. And then, then they're able to read the book. But if they can't give a donation, if they pay attention, we also give it to them. At least I do. Because when they show them the book and they pay attention, they paid something. In fact, I tell people that sometimes they feel guilty. They say, I don't have anything. I can't give anything. He said, listen, you just gave your valuable time. That's even more valuable than money. And you gave your time. I really appreciate it. In fact, a lot of times I say that to people. They walk away and they find some money and come back and give it to me. So appreciate it. But Prabhupada asked us to, to get something in return for the books. But we also have to know the art of how to leave people with a good impression so that every person you meet, you touch in the appropriate way so they walk away feeling that I just met the nicest person in the world and, th and that I really appreciate what they're doing and I don't know what's in this book, but because I like that person, I'm going to read this book. So you have to be really nice to people and you have to treat them like that they're your best friend and, and you have to engage in a loving exchange by, by pouring out your heart to them and accepting what they give in return. Something like that. Hare Krishna. Yes. Oh yeah, so, uh, story of the lighter. This is just, a, it, it illustrates a principle. So we were on Black Friday. Is that scary? Yeah, it's the day after Thanksgiving. It is scary. People uh, go shopping downtown uh, in, in the millions to return all the, no, to buy stuff for Christmas, whatever it is. They do that after Christmas. They give back all the junk. But the day after Thanksgiving, everybody goes downtown, and they're trying to get deals, and they're just crowded like anything. So we have a downtown San Francisco. The Harinam party is lined up, chanting nicely. We have these beautiful yellow Bhagavad Gita's. You can see that we're distributing the people up and down the street. So this young... Um, Hippie couple, yes, they're still our hippies. If you go to San Francisco, you can see some. Hippie couple walking down the street, and um, they were mesmerized by the Harinam party, so I stepped over to introduce them to the Bhagavad Gita. And right there in the middle of the crowd, just like any good hippie would do, they sat down on the sidewalk to look at the book. They were so absorbed in appreciating it. And I was appreciating them, appreciating the book, and people walking around us, and there we are in this little bubble. And then... Uh, I told them about the donation, just like I told you now. And they really tried hard. They looked in every pocket. They couldn't find anything except the cigarette lighter. And the guy halfway pulled it out, black Bic cigarette, cigarette lighter. And he goes, oh, you don't want this? And I said, yes, I do. And I could see that he, he was kind of offering it to me, but hoping that I wouldn't take it. Because he said... Well, you don't want this, right? And I go, yeah, I do. And, and so, like, the momentum was already there. I took the cigarette lighter. And that was a big sacrifice for him. And the reason I know is because about an hour later, I was standing there, and some of his friends came over and they said, uh, you still got the cigarette lighter? Because we kind of need it right now. <laughs> and I won't go into details why they need it. But what I did with it was I took it home. I cleaned it more than I've cleaned anything else in my life. <laughs> and I put it with my puja paraphernalia. 
So in the morning when we worship the deities, I take that cigarette lighter, and for my worship of, of Giriraj and Shalagram, I light the lamp. And I was just thinking of those people that now that every time I light the lamp and I offer it to the deity, they're getting this, this benefit. And this is the mood of Sankirtan. We take, we're, we're meant, it's a loving exchange. We're meant to engage people in innovative ways so they can come closer to Krishna. It's not about the money. We're not trying to make money on this. The money pours in. The more you're generous, the more you give it out to other people. You'll have so many, you'll get tired of it. There's so much. That sounds like the President of the United States. But it's a fact. Gurmaji, you are mentioning that how Krishna actually he contemplates that how will conditioned living entities actually enter Vrindavan. So, one, on one side we hear that how we read how Krishna is Atmaram, he is completely satisfied. But does Krishna still have a desire that conditioned souls actually engage in the higher three rasas instead of the lower three? Is, is there a more uh, pleasure in Krishna, like does Krishna receive more pleasure if conditioned souls are actually engaged in the higher three rasas? Like I was just thinking, like why does Krishna contemplate that the living entities go to the higher rasa? Whatever one's, whichever mellow is one's original relationship, he considers that to be the highest. And it's not that, you see, Krishna wants different living entities to kind of, you know, become related to him in a certain way. Like, in, on the other hand, we can consider that actually it is the living entity's own swarup, his own constitutional position. Like for example, those who are in Santaras and meditating, they think that's the highest. Right? To them, that's the highest. Those who are serving, they think that's the highest. It's not that they're thinking, oh, why I am in servitorship? I should at least become a friendship. <laughs> no, that's not the spiritual uh, mood. Like spiritual mood is whatever one's relationship is, he is perfectly situated in that. But what actually Krishna considers is that I reveal my Brajavila. Now how will anyone have access to Brajavila? Right? The thing is, because generally the devotional service is rendered in by, through Bhaidivati. There are four other Vaishnava Sampradayas, right? They have been there since time in memory. But they, their mood or their way is Bhaitikapti. And their destination is Vaikuntha. So Vrindavan is actually unknown. Vrindavan was unknown. Now Krishna revealed the Vrajalila. 
But the consideration is, how will anyone understand the profundity of Brajadila? Right? Some people thought, oh, this is one of Krishna's pastimes, the earthly pastimes. Some people even considered, oh, it's immoral. So we don't really want to delve into that. Hmm. But in order to make one understand the real purpose and objective of Brajalila, Krishna came as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Had he not have come, Jodi Gaura Nahuito, Tabiki Hoito, Kamune Thoritam Dehi. If gold, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not come, how would I have maintained my life and soul? Premo, Radharo Mohima, Premo Rashu Shima, Jagoti Janatuki. Then who would have revealed to this world the glory of Radharani's loving relationship with Krishna? Mm. So that is why he came. He revealed his pastimes. And now is the consideration of making people understand what it is actually. Like if you think that Vaikuntha is the ultimate, then Vrindavan pastimes will appear to be like an, just one of the earthly pastimes that Krishna performs on the earth planet. But by appearing as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he pointed out this apparently earthly pastimes at the topmost region of the spiritual world. And now you look at a reflection. Reflection, the topmost appears to be bottom. Right? Therefore, if you look at it, like look at the reflection, from this point of view, when you see the reflection of the region of the spiritual domain, Brahma Jyoti. That is, appears, from this perspective, it appears to be the highest. Right? And then, Vaikuntha is reflected as heavenly planet, And Brajalila is reflected as the earthly pastimes. Right? So, if you go enter into the spiritual world, the first is Brahma Jyoti, then Vaikuntha, then Vrindavan. Now, in the reflection, it is reflected like the Apparently, it seems that the demigods are in a higher position. But if you look at it, that's why, as Vaisheshika Prabhu was pointing out, human beings are very dear to Krishna. Because, you know, they are, they have the prerogative, they have the, the access or ability and eligibility to enter into Brajalila. So even the demigods, if they have to enter into Krishna's Brajalila, they have to come down to the earth planet. As I mentioned, like Vaikuntha, you cannot go from Vaikuntha to Vrindavan. If anybody had to go to Vrindavan from Vaikuntha, he has to come back to the earth planet and perform Sankirtan. And that is how he has access to Vrindavan. That has been pointed out in Brihad Bhagavatam. Gopkumar from Dwarka, he had to come back to Vrindavan, earthly Vrindavan, perform Sankirtan, and then he actually became eligible. Hmm. So that is how rare Krishna's Brajalila is. 
and therefore Krishna actually made this special arrangement for the human beings when they are apparently most degraded in the age of Kali. They have the access to the Lord. Hmm? Thank you, sir. Thank you. And in that respect, I just also yes. wanted to make a point. Man has been created according to the image of God. <laughs> the original form of the, the, the actual form of the original Supreme Personality of Godhead is too harmed like a human being. And with that image, he has created human beings. With his Vaikuntha form, forearm form, he created the demigods. <laughs> Hare Krishna, it's just like so much nectar. I was thinking like, what is our qualification that all these advanced Vaishnavas are here and are pouring nectar into our ears? So we are very, very grateful to all of you that, you know, we know that you have like so busy schedules traveling all around the world, preaching the message of Sri Krishna, Krishna consciousness, and you have taken time to visit us and bless us with your association. So we are very, very grateful so to all of you. Because you are doing so much hard work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just a servant, but everyone is doing so much. But we are, we are very, very fortunate. So let's thank all of them and we request all of them, please visit us again whenever there's an opportunity. We are blessed by association, so please do visit us again. I was just going to uh, make one suggestion. Drishta Prabhu didn't say anything. Let's hear something from Drishta. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We're going to go on in Hari Nam on Saturday <laughs> in Hillsborough. And we invite anybody who wants to come along to tell us that you're going to come along so we know how many are coming. And uh, we'll be in front of Weaver Street Market at uh, noon, and we'll be there for a couple hours, maybe 11.30. Well, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll decide on the time. But um, we really want to um, spread Krishna consciousness, and we're very inspired by the uh, wonderful devotees who have come here and given us their uh, wonderful association so that we can be, feel more inspired to give Krishna consciousness to everyone we meet. Hare Krishna. I also wanted to suggest another thing. <laughs> like, uh, questions came and uh, I answered, Vaishishika Prabhu answered, and now I want to hear some of you asking a question to Mukunda Dutta Prabhu. He gave such a brilliant class on that. Brilliant class on that. Yeah. Take the mic. Yeah. Such transcendental uh, 
sharings were there that every one of us who is hearing here and online, we are all inspired to take up with full enthusiasm and heart. Uh, speaking on behalf of all of us, because I'm the same person, confident that we all would like to enter into Golok Rindavan pastimes. So, addressing the practical concern that uh, an obstacle on the path of spiritual advancement, um, as Shila Prabhupada writes in Bhagavad Gita chapter 15, purport that is the weakness of our heart, which is caused by primarily two reasons. One is um, the tendency to lord it over material nature, and the other is the attachment um, to that matter. So, what uh, would be a practical way while we are engaged in devotional process uh, to overcome that weakness of heart. Thank you so much. Um, it was a great uh, evening, a memorable one for your wonderful association. Great stalwarts and thank you for inspiring us. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. This is one of those questions that falls into the general category of how do I make advancement in Krishna consciousness? And the answer to any any of the any any of such questions is always the same. Sadhu Sangha. When you associate with devotees who are more advanced and whose whose faith is deeper than yours, because that's the definition of more advanced. And you get inspiration from them, as you were saying, and you get also practical directions from them, then all the hardships can be overcome very quickly. We know from Rukho Swami's Bhaktivedasamrit Sindhu, which itself practically is just a commentary on the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 25, verse 25. All the way from a beginning, an initial stage of some faith that we may have, when we invest that in the process of sadhu sangha, then automatically all the ugly things within us they are dissolved, commensurate to the intensity of the association that we accept, and we become fixed in bhakti, and we get. Um, uh, a real taste for bhakti, we become attached to that taste, and then it matures into bhava bhakti, and, and ultimately we hope prema bhakti. This is, a, this is a process that's outlined. But everything actually begins with sadhu sangha, because practicing bhakti yoga means bhajana kriya, the activities of worshipping Krishna. That only happens in the association of devotees. It comes from the association of devotees. Srila uh, Prabhupada is a devotee, you see. So his books are there, he's given us the process, and it's nourished by that association as well. To the extent that we associate with devotees, to that extent we make advancement as much as we, lo- as much, as much as we want. Uh, someone even told me that Srila Prabhupada said, association is 90% of our advancement. But it, 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 it was logical. Um, our, so our, our advancement in any direction is dependent on our association. Even in the material world, the same principle is there. So by associating with devotees, we will be chanting, we will be hearing, we will be remembering, we will be serving, we will be offering prayers, etc., etc., etc. 
So all all shortcomings can be can be eradicated just by accepting stronger association. Sajati Ashaya Snigdha. We should become attached to somebody who's like us, but whose faith is deeper than us. If if you if you cannot find association of someone who is similar to you, then you may not be able to relate and it may be hard to take advantage of the process. But if you only associate with someone who's similar to you but doesn't have deeper faith than yours, then there's no point. So it, it has to be both of those things at the same time. This is sort of Goswami's advice in Bhakti Samrit Sindhu. So that's one thing, and then, as we were saying earlier, the, the main thing is chanting. If we chant, the more we chant, these things become cleansed. <laughs> Hearing and chanting, it's like in the same book, have to go on. All the activities of bhakti, all 64 of them actually, they're, they're affected through sadhu-sangha. So sadhu-sangha, sadhu-sangha, sarva-shastra-koi, lava-matra, sadhu-sangha, sarva-siddhi-hoi, sarva-siddhi. Every perfection is available, no matter what it is, through association with a pure devotee, especially. Okay? It's really very nice to listen to your lecture, your kirtan, always uh, your answer to the specific question. And from this answer, I have a question. Um, well, like uh, when we start, start initially Krishna consciousness, then we know about Krishna consciousness and we get attracted so much and we f- feel like, oh, offering bhoga to Krishna is so wonderful, chanting is so nice, going to temple is so wonderful. And then we start going more and more and more and start offering and ac- accepting this knowledge and then what happens at a point of time like Vashishika Prabhu always says like Krishna take over all of your life and then gradually devotional service increases you get go to more sadhu sangha and then you inspire get inspired to read more books and in that time then sometimes I personally realize that before I used to like offer every glass of milk my son was asking me to drink and now I have started offered to see leaf putting in the glass and giving it to my son thinking that okay it's now offered because I added an offer to see leaf because I have to make some sweets for this program and something somewhere to go and something like in the process so more and more and more sadhu sangha brings more and more and more devotional service and then I think like end of the day I'm becoming more Krishna conscious or I am diluting myself. So is there anything we can do about it? <laughs> That's a very long question. <laughs> In fact it's so long that I'm not sure what the question is. <laughs> Maybe if you say it very simply I can repeat. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, it's a practical question. Well, um, one thing we can do is just offer enough milk. <laughs> because Krishna, Krishna can eat unlimited amounts, especially either Jagannath or Giridaj. These are the two eaters. <laughs> so, 
I mean, that's a simple question, so that's a simple answer. <laughs> is that okay, or are you wondering about... That, that was one example. Like, uh, one example, okay. Like, like our chanting, 16 pounds of chanting sometimes. I hope you're not just putting a Tulsi leaf in your beat <laughs> That's dangerous that we have to walk out, watch out for because then it becomes namaparath. No, we have to understand that we're inviting Krishna into our heart, or at least into our ears, hopefully all the way into the heart, and we have to be attentive. That's a very, very important thing. Inattention is is the, basically the source of all of the other offenses. Uh, what you're talking about is more like distraction, but it's it's a subcategory. This is why I said earlier that all the different things that we do in Krishna consciousness, they're really only meant to bring us to the stage of pure chanting. Because although it's very, very simple, it's also very hard for us. We're very conditioned in so many non-devotional ways, you see. So it's a very good thing uh, if we recite these ten offenses to the Holy Name every morning. Otherwise, how do we remain conscious? And, and aware that we need to work on these things. So, uh, same as with his question, if, if we keep stronger association, they can help us, inspire us, they can guide us, they can correct us as need be. Um, it takes some time, so we have to be a little patient. But uh, keeping good association and making a, making a conscious effort to weed out these kinds of anarchists is, is very important. Although we develop all good qualities just by engaging in devotional service, the essence of it is chanting in this yuga, and the chanting has to be performed very carefully. Do you want to add something? Something to add? Any? Is that okay? If anybody has any question, you have to tell who the question is directed to. Anyone. <laughs> one last question. Okay, so since getting a little late, we'll have one last question. Anyone can answer. Uh, when chanting, is is it okay? Or to think about the past times, or you should just hear the vibration of the song. What is what is the scripture and Acharya say about that? Well, since Mukunda Dutta Prabhu is answer, that is the topic he is discussing, we would like to hear him answer. Hare Krishna. This is a very important question. It's a question that comes up from time to time, and it's a question that Srila Prabhupada dealt with. In Chaitanya Charitamrita and in other places, Srila Prabhupada has very clearly said that we should, at least in the beginning, we should just hear without trying to artificially focus the mind on anything else, even a picture of Krishna. People do so many things to try to artificially fix their minds. But the holy name is what does everything. And 
when we give sufficient attention and, and focus to the holy name, then the nature of the holy name changes, or our perception, rather, of the holy name changes. And we realize that the holy name is what we were trying to concentrate on all along, because the holy name is the supreme personality of Godhead. Really, all we have to do is treat him that way, and then he reveals himself. So, we should hear very carefully, we should chant loud enough that we can hear, and maybe not so loud that we disturb everyone around us. But, you know, and distinctly, we should try to pronounce the mantra every syllable. It's, it's very important to hear, and that's the, that's the main focus. Is that okay? Thank you. I just want to add one thing, say one thing. Vaisheshika Prabhu spoke about Srimad Bhagavatam and the book that I wrote, Ocean of Mercy. But Vaisheshika Prabhu didn't mention about his book. <laughs> so how many of you have... Okay, let's approach it in this, in this way. How many of you have joined the family of Iskand? <laughs> Those who have joined, please raise your hand. Okay. So, those who have joined ISKCON family, do you want to know what's your family business? <laughs> so, how many of you know your family business? How many of you don't know what's your family business? So, everyone knows. Now, do you want to reconfirm? Your commitment to your family business? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So read by Vaisheshika Prabhu's Our Family Business. How many of you have this book? How many of you don't have this book? How many of you think that this book should be given to somebody else? And how many of you want this book particularly signed by Vaisheshika Prabhu? So, those who want, please take this book. It's a brilliant book, the most wonderful book. Please read it. Take it. If you have read it, you know what it is, and you have realized the importance of giving this book to others, those who are actually aspiring for Krishna consciousness. Please give this book to them as well. Thank you very much. And I take the liberty to announce that Vaisheshika Prabhu will personally sign this book. <laughs> <laughs> Hare Krishna, so let's thank all of them again. Hare Also as a... Yes, hello. So uh, as uh, His Grace Bishop Prabhu mentioned, actually every Saturday His Grace Bishop Prabhu is organizing Harinam Sankirtan. We heard so much about the Holy Name. So please do join us for Harinam Sankirtan and also every Saturday we go out to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. So entire day Saturday we have nice programs, we distribute Srila Prabhupada's books, we share the holy name, we encourage everyone. After today's uh, nectar in our years, it's just like we have to go out right now and distribute. So please do join us every Saturday we go out. You know, and uh, if you are, we have a separate Google group where we actually send out the information. If you are not on the group, Please let me know, we'll add you to the group, all the information is sent out of the programs. Also, I would like to announce uh, uh, His Grace Mukundat Prabhu, we are going to have more programs with His Grace. 
Tomorrow, Friday, uh, we have a program at Mulidar Prabhu's house and Ayodharani Mati's house. So His Grace Mukundar Prabhu will be giving the class tomorrow evening. And also on Saturday evening uh, at the Madhav Prabhu's house. Again, we'll have more kirtan and classes by His Grace Mukundar Prabhu. So please join us. And this, sat- uh, this coming Sunday is uh, Pandav Nirjal Ekadashi. So uh, in the temple room, we are going to have a 64-round day. So please do join us. Uh, throughout the day, we are going to be in the temple room and chant 64 rounds of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And as Vaishya uh, Shaikh uh, Prabhu mentioned about Srimad Bhagavatam, please do get a copy as you go out. And today I am taking the uh, opportunity to extend the offer that if you get a whole set, you can have the book signed by all three of them. We have Srimad Bhagavatam, the entire Srimad Bhagavatam set, and we also have the Chaitanya Charitamrita set. Today we heard about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is a nine volume wonderful set. So again, if you get one of these sets, you just get it signed by all the three wonderful Vaishnavas. And uh, Okay, so we have one here for the entire Srimad Bhagavatam 